With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk recorded live. Yes, we are recorded live tonight with much gratitude to David Nielsen and his friends at TalkShoe. Hey, welcome everyone listening today, tomorrow, and into the future. You have tuned in to National Seizure Disorders Foundation's weekly recorded podcast, Power Radio. Every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, we invite you to join us right here on TalkShoe as we bring order to seizure disorders by discussing a variety of topics related to living with seizures in a mature matter. We're not medical professionals. We're just a compassionate crowd of experienced seizure survivors and caregivers. So hey, uh, you're invited to call in and contribute to the conversation tonight and every Wednesday night. Just go ahead and dial in one seven two four 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 seven four 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 and use our show ID one three five three five nine and go ahead as you're prompted use the hashtag at the end that number sign and uh, you may even be asked for your pin number an easy pin to remember is one and then the hashtag and uh, when you find value in our show which I'm sure you will I want you to choose to follow our show number one three five three five nine through TalkShoe. that way you too can get easy reminders and uh, you can have access to all of our archives. I want you to know that uh, Power Radio is not an hour of fear or blame or drama. This is an hour of awareness, support, and rising above our shared diagnosis of seizure disorder. When you're ready for support and enlightenment while living with seizures or while caring for someone living with seizures, Power Radio is just one of the many resources offered by National Seizure Disorders Foundation to guide your life in a direction of positive seizure management, peace, and joy. I want you to discover more about National Seizure Disorders Foundation and the resources we have for you at our website, and that would be nsdf.us. Oh, and you know, just so you know, um, our brilliant producer, Susan Sherman, has muted everyone during the show. Yes, this is a new policy we have just adopted, and this is to give everyone listening today, tomorrow, and into the future the best possibility of hearing every powerful word spoken throughout the show. I want you to stick around, and if you have questions or comments, I want you to share your life experience, your questions and comments with us as uh, Susan will be opening the lines for questions later in the show. So before we begin, I want 
want you to please share with us some gratitude for our corporate members. Compass Healthcare, COVAC Likely, and Seizure Clusters Connect. You'll find links for all of these wonderful businesses everywhere you see the National Seizure Disorders Foundation name. And I want you to also extend some gratitude to tonight's sponsors, Tools of Letting Go, a program developed by our very own David H. Paul and offered through National Seizure Disorders Foundation. And our other sponsor for the night, Guardian of the Night Canine. They're the trainer we prefer to use to provide the nation with highly trained seizure service canines. You'll be hearing and reading more about these powerful resources and our sponsors in the coming days. So now on with tonight's topic. Hey, did you know this week is National Sleep Awareness Week? Sleep is a topic appealing to everyone, so be sure and invite your friends and family to listen to the recording of tonight's show all week through our website or through the TalkShoe archives. And then, of course, feel free to bring your questions and requests to National Seizure Disorders Foundation at any time through our website, nsdf.us or our Facebook page that can be found at facebook.com slash nsdf37029. And you can also have the option of using our Google Plus page. And that can be found uh, by using the symbol, the plus symbol, and then National Seizure Disorders Foundation Burns. That's all one word. So um, I want you to just feel free to go ahead and look us up, post questions, comments, and even short stories. And, uh, you know, we will get in touch with you. We plan to get in touch with everyone within the first 24 hours of receiving any comments. So keep that in mind if you will not be bringing us your questions tonight. Now, I know tonight's topic will be especially important excuse me, for the parents of young children living with seizures. As usually, young children will experience seizures nocturnally, which means in their sleep. And the parent usually loses sleep watching over their young survivor. Now, the reason, most of the time, the reason the parent, the family caregiver, loses sleep while watching over their young child is because they are in a state of fear. And I've been there before. Uh, for those of you that know my sto story, I am a caregiver of a, um, a seizure survivor that began having seizures when she was nine years old. So I do understand what it feels like to be a parent and to watch over your child while they sleep, you know, just to guard against, um, or, or watch for, should I say, uh, seizures that may occur in the, in the night. But you know what results from that is um, 
lack of focus during your day. You might find yourself more irritable, uh, more lacking in the area of focus, more tired during the day, and less able to care effectively for the seizure survivor in your life and to care for yourself, too. So I want you to keep that in mind and um, consider the resources we bring to you tonight and really take a look at your own sleep cycle, your own sleep regimen, the problems you may be having. You know, it, uh, it may even take some professional help to get you on track. But we want the best for you. We're reaching out with a compassionate hand to offer you this advice so that you can have the best night's sleep possible so that you can better care for yourself and for the seizure survivor in your life. And so um, on with our topic, sleep awareness. What is it? You know, uh, we are talking about sleep tonight, but in honor of the week, it is National Sleep Awareness Week. So let's talk a minute about sleep awareness. Uh, as the term said, it is when you become aware, you become educated, you become aware of uh, sleep, what sleep can do for your body, what lack of sleep can do for your body and mind, and also the proper sleep that you need. And uh, taking it a step further, even becoming aware of your current sleep cycle. Many of you may not even know how much sleep you get every night. I encourage you to begin now, begin tonight, and keep a sleep diary or sleep journal. Basically, it's just writing down the time, the approximate time that you fall asleep, writing down the approximate time that you wake up, and noting if... Uh, if you remember any dreams, you know how powerful they are, or noting if you remember waking at all any time during the night, whether it's just becoming aware of your surroundings uh, while your eyes are still closed, or whether it's actually getting up and moving around during the night. It's important to pay attention to these things because with every break in your sleep cycle, it's like it's almost as if you have to start over again. So while uh, you may be in bed for eight hours a night, if you wake up several times a night, it may only be that you're only getting an hour or two of sleep. So please be encouraged to start a sleep journal, a sleep diary. They're pretty much the same thing. Uh, you can start them with just uh, basic notebook, nothing fancy. And uh, if you want to go a little bit fancier, a little more organized, we will have a link posted for you to download and print your very own seizure journal. Again, look to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash NSDF37029 or look to our um, Google Plus page at Plus National Seizure Disorders Foundation Burns. Both places, as well as the event page for this show tonight, will have 
the information for you to download your very own uh, seizure diary, seizure journal, whatever you're comfortable calling it. And so what also is sleep awareness? Well, sleep awareness is also being aware of the sleep cycle of the loved one in your life that lives with seizures. And why would you want to do that? Well, you want to be as aware of their condition as possible because it will help you help them. It will also, bringing this information to your doctor, if, if you happen to be the one living with seizures, or bringing it to your seizure survivors, um, epileptologist or neurologist, will also help in aiding them toward positive seizure management because the doctor will be able to look over the notes that you've taken on the sleep cycles, the notes that you've taken in the sleep journal, and will better be able to know what step to take next. You know, perhaps the next step is sleep testing, where you actually go into a sleep center, which is a, um, a hospital-type environment. You know, I know some sleep studies are even done in hotels that hospitals are affiliated with. But you go in for the sleep study sometimes overnight and sometimes for a few days so that doctors can get um, a medical look at uh, what your brain is doing while you sleep and how many times a night you actually do wake up so that they can better treat you. And um, now why would you want to be treated for sleep? Well, simple, because there are so many sleep-related disorders. And these sleep disorders, uh, such as sleep apnea, sleep paralysis, and, uh, and so on, these sleep disorders will lead to uncontrolled epilepsy or uncontrolled um, other type of seizure disorders, non-epileptic seizures. They'll also lead to a, um, to a decrease in your quality of daily living. And we want you to focus on increasing your daily quality of life. That's why we feed you this information, so you have something to think about, so you have something to bring to your doctors, so you have something, uh, so you have daily actionable steps that you can take to have a better quality of life every day until a cure for yourself or your loved one is found. Now let's go back to uh, being aware of your own sleep cycle and how it helps manage the seizures in your life and the other symptoms of seizure disorder. I don't know specifically, those of you listening, if you are a seizure survivor yourself or one uh, that cares for seizure survivors, but let's just suppose for a moment that you are the seizure survivor. How um, being aware of your sleep cycle will help you manage your seizures and the, uh, for instance, the side effects of the medications and the other symptoms of seizure disorder. 
Well, when we sleep, it's been recently discovered, when we sleep, our brains heal. When we sleep, our brains clear of the waste that builds up during the day. You know, stress builds up waste in our bodies, in our muscles, in our organs, and in our brain. So it's important to do um, what you need to do, guided by your doctor, guided by those that love you, those that are concerned about you. It's important that you do what you need to do to get the best quality sleep every night so that you can have um, a healed brain. I know you may think that that's an impossibility. You might have even been told that it's an impossibility. But you know, we're all individual humans. No one knows what is a possibility for you until something is tested. And the safest um, thing that I can pose, that I can point to, for you to test right away, that will point you down the road of positive seizure management, is to start keeping track of your sleep. As you keep track of your sleep, do those things that will aid you to a better night's sleep. And so, um, so that leads to my second question. What are some things that will aid you to a better night's sleep? Things that, yes, you should tell your doctor about, but you don't necessarily need approval of the doctor because they're things that we naturally do or don't do every day in our lives already. Those things are, for instance, uh, cutting back in caffeine, completely stopping caffeine in all forms right around 4 o'clock in the evening. Or if you, if you happen to be uh, one that goes to sleep later at night, approximately four hours before bedtime. Now, why is this? Well, research shows that it takes approximately eight hours for caffeine to cycle through your system. So we need to be, um, be easy on our bodies, help our bodies heal, help our brains heal, give our bodies a break by stopping caffeine every day, right about four hours to eight hours before bedtime. Now, I, I give you this wide range of four to eight hours because everyone's different. You know, you may be one, like I was once upon a time, that can drink a cup of coffee and go right to bed. But you know what that does? Yes, it may ease you to sleep because of the comfort of the, uh, the warm liquid, but what happens is when you enter into a sleep cycle that promotes healing, the caffeine kicks in and it keeps you from entering into that deep healing sleep. So I want you to consider that. Look at your diet, see what's in there that is uh, caffeine related, and go ahead, just take that first bold step and kick the caffeine just for the night. See what happens. You know, um, if you are a heavy caffeine consumer, 
I do suggest that you talk to your doctor about going cold turkey, you know, before you go cold turkey, rather, um, because quitting caffeine altogether, if you are a heavy caffeine consumer, and by heavy I mean, you know, over four cups of caffeine a day, whether it be cold caffeine or hot uh, related caffeine, if you uh, quit cold turkey, it can trigger seizures and other symptoms such as migraine headaches. So please do consult with your doctor first. But um, but if you're just comfortable, you know, if, if you're just used to, for instance, that uh, mid-afternoon or late evening glass of tea with dinner or a cup of coffee with dessert, see what happens when you decide to be good to your body, be good to your brain, be good to your sleep regimen, and choose to not drink that coffee or tea just for the night. See if you sleep better. If you sleep better tonight, then go ahead and try it again tomorrow night. You know, and after a week goes by, look back at your sleep schedule, look back at uh, your sleep journal, and, and see that you slept better. If you have any trouble with this, uh, of course, first things first, report it to your doctor. And then um, you can always come to National Seizure Disorders Foundation for support even with sleep issues because healthy sleep is related to positive seizure management. And so uh, what are some other things you can do to fall asleep? safely. Well, not many people know this, but um, for those that, especially the adults that live with seizures, we're already low in magnesium, calcium, and vitamin D. That's D as in dog. Those taken before bedtime, about an hour before bedtime, they will usually help you fall asleep easily especially if you're already low in them. And again, I'm going to suggest you talk to your doctor about the right milligrams for you because um, that is measured by body weight and it's also measured by um, how anemic you are in those areas. So please do consult your uh, physician about your intake of magnesium, calcium, and vitamin D because those are all important. You can also do things like uh, prepare yourself for bed. And what do I mean by that? You know, well, others call it a sleep regimen. And what that is, is you begin to develop a habit. Habits don't occur immediately. Sometimes uh, we begin to develop habits and fail. But you know, keep up. Keep up with it. Keep going forward keep trying, and soon you will establish the good habit of a sleep regimen. And a sleep regimen, or preparing yourself for sleep, is simply shutting down all electronic devices, the TV, the computer, the video games, all of those things, even sometimes the radio, believe it or not. Shut those things down about an hour before bed and you will be preparing your nervous system for sleep, giving it some rest that it needs 
the time that it needs to transform into a good night's sleep. And then uh, prepare the lighting in your bedroom. You know, we all like to sleep in a very, very dark room. And why? Because then our brains can't pick up on light. If you're one that needs some light, you know, I encourage you to invest in a small, inexpensive nightlight and plug it in somewhere below your your bed level so your eyes, so your brain, so your subconscious doesn't pick up on it. But yet if you need the floor space illuminated in the middle of the night, that floor space will be, will be illuminated. That's just something to think about. Another way to prepare for sleep is to make sure your body is comfortable. And by that, I mean the temperature. Make sure it's not too hot in the room or too cold in the room, usually between 67 and 70 degrees room temperature is is good sleeping temperature. Also, make sure that your body is clean and your muscles are as relaxed as they can be. That usually requires um, perhaps a a short soak in, uh, in a warm bath or perhaps a hot shower. Now, remember, don't make these too hot because heat, the temperature of heat, can be a trigger for some, you know, so you have to really be aware of your own seizure triggers. And another thing, if you're actively, um, currently actively having seizures unpredictably, then it's always smart to have someone else, have another adult in the house, possibly even in the bathroom, while you shower or bathe. You know, if, if it's not possible that they be in the same room, that I encourage you to leave the door open or, you know, leave it open a little bit at least and and um, tell your person that you will be bathing and that they need to check on you every few minutes just by calling out your name. And then as you hear your name called, take it as a cue to respond to them so they know that you're okay while you soak in that tub or while you take a shower. So those are just a few things that you can do to prepare for sleep. And now, once you fall asleep, how do you stay asleep? This is something that uh, has come up with many seizure survivors that I've spoken with, especially the adults. Um, Something that you can do to um, stay asleep once you once you fall asleep is uh, it takes a little bit of homework, I guess you would say, a little bit of work before you go to bed. Uh, take a note, maybe even make a journal entry before you prepare for sleep to see if there's been any unusual stresses through the day or even any stresses that you have on a regular basis such as anxiety issues. See if those have been in your day. And if they have, and if during that night you don't, you're not able to uh, stay asleep, then do. Check with your doctor. Get to the root of your anxiety issues. Get to the root of your stress issues. And um, 
you know, if uh, if your doctor suggests that you get support, please do reach out to National Seizure Disorders Foundation. Through the tools of letting go, we will help you. Ease your anxieties, will help you ease your stress, will help you let go of those fears, and in turn, have a complete and more peaceful night's sleep. Now, for some of you um, that may have what, what we call a broken sleep where you wake up several times a night, it may be because of a medical issue. You know, it may be a necessity for you to get up. Well, of course, uh, logic tells you to, first of all, if you're not already seeing a doctor for these health issues, please do so. And um, if any treatment for these health issues interferes with your sleep, talk to your doctor about it. See if it's possible to get uh, your treatments readjusted to where you're not having to wake up several times in the night. And if it comes down to the point where um, in order to get proper treatment, you still have to wake up several times a night, then what I want to encourage you to do is talk to your family, talk to those that are uh, living in the same household with you, and see if you can arrange time during the day to catch up on your sleep. Because, you know, the average hours that uh, they say that uh, uh, that researchers say an adult is supposed to sleep. The average hours is right around eight hours, and I've heard that um, epileptologists state that if you're an adult experiencing seizures and um, you want to know how many hours is average for you to get, the hour the average hours is between between. 10 and 12 nights, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, hours a night. And uh, yet how in the world does a person, any person, sleep 10 to 12 hours? Well, the way you do it is you take a 24-hour period, and if you have to, break it up. You may sleep comfortably for six hours and then wake refreshed. And then four hours later, your body, your mind, your brain might get sleepy again. You need to arrange with those in your household um, a process to where, or a plan rather, to where you will be able, whenever you begin to feel sleepy, you'll be able to get the rest you need. And uh, keep up with those hours in your sleep journal, and soon you will see that you're getting the hours of sleep you need during the 24-hour period. I suggest this to you not because it's the easiest and not because it's the most effective, but because from my own personal experience, it's the only sleep cycle, it's the only sleep regimen that works for me. Um, I notice that when I have sleep disorder issues such as sleep paralysis, or uh, some may call them night terrors. And when I have issues with sleep apnea, um, it will most likely 
follow with three to four days of uncontrolled, unpredictable seizures, up to 20 seizures a day. That's because the sleep apnea and the sleep uh, paralysis, they rob my energy during, during sleep. They rob that healing time. And so when, during my waking hours, my body and my mind are wanting to sleep. You know, so, so please do consider those things. I want you to begin to be more aware not only of your sleep pattern, as we discussed earlier, but also be aware of those times during your waking hours that um, you feel sleepy. Don't rationalize it. Don't, um, don't tell your body that it's not time to sleep because that sleepy feeling is your body signaling to you that something needs to be taken care of. Now, it may be that you actually do need to sleep, or it may be that you need to look into your diet. You're not getting enough calories in the day to provide the energy that you need. You might not be getting enough um, vitamins, minerals, protein, you know, so you may want to, if, if you know you're getting the sleep you need, you may want to look into your diet to make sure that you're getting uh, balanced nutrition. And if uh, after looking through those, you still find that you're falling asleep during the day or that you're more sleepy than usual, you may want to, again, talk to your doctor, get your hormones checked, get your, your, get your uh, medication balances checked, make sure that everything's okay in that area. Because, you know, we're all unique individuals, um, and we are all, every day of our life, like it or not, every second of our life, we are aging. And with age often comes issues related to sleep and issues related to imbalances in our body. They're not diseases. They're just imbalances. Once we become aware of them and once we start taking small, actionable steps every day, we can overcome the imbalances, whether the imbalances be related to nutrition or related to sleep. And, you know, magic occurs. When we overcome the imbalances, then suddenly we notice that our seizures are oftentimes on a more positive trail. You know, we may still be experiencing seizures, but maybe not as severe or maybe not uh, as frequent. Or maybe we're recovering a lot quicker, a lot easier from the seizures we do experience, or perhaps we simply just have a better attitude and the seizures may have us physically, but do not have us psychologically. They don't control our emotions. We are less apt to react to the seizures that we do have. So I hope in bringing this to you today, that you're able to begin to see a connection between sleep and positive seizure management. I want to take a moment uh, before 
we open the lines for questions. I want to take a, a moment and talk about another um, seizure-related medical phenomena that may have something also to do with sleep. And um, that uh, medical phenomena is SUDEP, sudden, unexplained death in epileptic patients. Now, researchers, you know, they haven't done all they can for SUDEP, so we really don't know exactly what causes it. But just in my personal experience as a SUDEP survivor, you know, looking back on my daughter's history, the last uh, couple years of her life, she was having more and more challenges with sleeping, and she was getting less and less in control of her sleep regimen. And so I believe, and you may too, I believe that uh, those that have sleep as a challenge and just can't get it under control for one reason or another, that I believe that this leads to a lack of positive seizure management and a higher risk of SUDEP. So please, if you know that you already experience insomnia, sleep apnea, sleep paralysis, or just broken sleep, you seem to be tired a lot during your uh, waking hours, I do want you, on top of talking to your um, uh, regular family doctor about your sleep, I want you to also talk to your neurologist or your epileptologist and let them know that the reason you're concerned about sleep is you want to be proactive in your own seizure management. You want to experience positive seizure management, and you also want to lower your risk of SUDEP. And see what comes up. You never know when you bring questions to your doctor. You never know when the solutions will reveal themselves. And so now I'm going to open, I, I want to open the phone lines for a while. I want to hear if you've had any sleep challenges, if you've overcome any of the challenges, and how. And I also want to talk about if you have something um, different that you do during your sleep regimen, during preparing for your sleep. So Susan, go ahead and open the phone lines. Okay, we just have Clinton and uh, Jason on the phone. Okay, okay. Uh, Clinton, uh, welcome to the show tonight. Listen, do you have any questions about sleep as it relates to seizures? Or do you want to share with us some things that uh, you may do to prepare for a good night's sleep? Um, well, one thing I think is, uh, well, I take two different medicines, which is Keplerxol, mm -hmm. 500 milligram, which is three... 1,500 twice a day. Mm -hmm. And I take Tecotol, which is 200 milligrams twice a day. Now, Tecotol, that's a, carbon, that's a caffeine pill, right? Tecotol is not a caffeinated pill, pill um, not to my knowledge. Okay. You know, I may be wrong. You know, I am just human, and I'm not a doctor. I, I could be wrong. However, you know, if you want us to look into that further for you, we can get uh, some of our researchers. We've got some pretty fantastic 
uh, okay. people that, that research, we can go ahead and look up Tegretol and see if there's any caffeine related to Tegretol. Now, Tegretol is an older anti-epileptic medication. What is that? So, okay, the older? Yes, it's, it is an older uh, medication. In okay. fact, I was on it. I was on it probably 20 years ago. You know, okay. so that is one of the older medications. However, you know, the things with these medications, the reason, one of the reasons the doctors seem to want to go back to the older ones is that our bodies can build up a tolerance to the medications, to the anti-epileptic medications, and then once our bodies are relieved of these medications for a certain amount of time, they can reintroduce the old medications into our system, and sometimes it's just the combination that we need for a better okay. solution. So when okay. you hear the word, when you hear the term that it's an old medication, uh, don't discount it. Don't discount it because it may be what you need or what someone else listening today, tomorrow, or into the future needs in their uh, medical regimen. Okay. And you're also taking uh, Keppra XR. Um, congratulations, I'm taking the same thing. <laughs> okay. So I, I know some of the symptoms. Yeah, I know some of the symptoms that you're going through. Now, Keppra, um, when you begin taking it, it may make you sleepy. You know, that's one of the common side effects. However, right. that usually wears off. Um, Unless your system is highly sensitive to Keppra, it, it won't act as a caffeine. You know, it won't act as a stimulant. Because it's an anti-epileptic, it's supposed to uh, mellow you more than it is supposed to stimulate you. Okay. So if, you, um, if you're experiencing any type of uh, stimulation, any type of energy, any energy burst, after you take the Keppra, you know, 30 uh -huh. minutes, an hour after you take it, then please do contact your doctor. Okay. And um, and also, speaking of Keppra, are you uh, currently taking uh, vitamin B6 with the Keppra? No. Okay. Um, have you experienced any emotional side effects with the Keppra? Any sudden rage or anger? Um, sudden rage or anger, no, not to my knowledge, no. Okay. But I'll keep okay, you because, Yeah, because sudden rage and anger, unexplained anger or agitation, you know, that is a common side effect with those that are taking Keppra. Mm. And, um, and a way that most of us deal with that is we take vitamin B6 by itself, not in a multivitamin and not in B complex, but just B6 by itself. Okay, uh, so when you to take that? Uh, take that about 30 minutes before your first daily dosage. Okay. And that way, uh, I, I don't know why it works this way. It just happens to work this way in most of us. Um, that way, the rage the uncontrolled irritability, things like that, those side effects from the Keppra, uh, that way those seem to get easier to manage. And they even disappear. 
In fact, I will always remember um, when I, years ago, I was on Kepra. I had just started Kepra, and I was, without even really being aware of it, I was a much more angry person. You know, I would get ang- I would get angry easily, and that just wasn't in my nature. And someone brought it up to me one day, and I talked to my doctor, and he told me to start on B6 that day, the next day. You know, he told me, he said, take it separately from all other medications, take it separately from all other vitamins, and take it about 30 minutes before your first dosage of the day. And I did that, and it was like someone waved a magic wand. I had no more anger issues. Okay. And it was all, right. it was all because of vitamin B6. So please do keep that in mind. And if you have any questions about that, then okay. uh, do bring bring that to your doctor and talk it over with your doctor so that uh, you can have some ease in that situation. Okay. Now let me ask you something else. What about your diet? Go ahead. Excuse me. What about your diet that you take with the medicine? I mean, is that is a particular diet uh, the, that you do? Uh, the diet, the diet you take with the medicine. Uh, yeah. Really, really, when you're on Keppra, you need a very balanced diet. You need to very, you need to um, be very aware of the things that you're putting in your body that will promote healthy levels of calcium and vitamin D and magnesium. Okay. You know, these vitamins and minerals are sometimes depleted by um, anti-epileptic medications, especially Keppra. Okay, so thank you. you if, if you're wondering, you know, if, if you might need to take a little bit more uh, calcium or magnesium in your diet, um, if you might want to supplement that, then please do go to your doctor Get those levels taken first so you know where to start. Okay. Thank you. Because yeah, because you don't wanna you don't wanna start taking too much. You know, if you're not anemic in those issues, in those areas at this point, you don't wanna start taking too much and having them build up in your system and causing other issues. You wanna okay. know what, what your levels are in magnesium, calcium and vitamin D. You want to know what your levels are. So, you know, if you need to supplement or if you need to just stick with the diet that you're on. Okay. Thank okay. You. And then, yeah, and then always, if if uh, you're going to remain on Keppra and on other anti-epileptic medications, about once a year, get your vitamin, I mean, get your mineral levels checked, your blood levels for those minerals checked, just to make sure that there's no anemia in those areas because okay. what can what can happen, what did happen to me is um, I really didn't take it seriously, you know, the, the calcium depletion. And so I went without checking mine for quite some time and it led to a, uh, a disease in my bones now that I will probably always have to live with. It is it is the onset of osteoporosis. It's called osteopenia, and it's where the calcium and uh, vitamin D and magnesium begin to break down in your bones, leaving your bones in a weakened state. Not as weak as with osteoporosis, but still, you know, they're still um, at risk. 
Thank you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, uh, you know, other than that, there's really, I know there are diets out there um, that help some control their seizures, but I've really never heard of a specific diet um, related to specific types of anti-epileptic medications. Okay. Okay. You also want to look into your diet and see what foods, you may even want to do some research on the Internet about this, see what foods you're currently taking that promote inflammation in the body. Because okay. you, you, when you take foods that promote inflammation in the body, that's a stress on the body. And we all know that stress is a, um, a major trigger for seizures. So the more okay. you can do for yourself to relieve stress inside and out of your body, the uh, easier it will be to get your seizures under control. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Okay, so you got, yeah, you got any more questions for me? Uh, not right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so I see it's about... Uh, it's about 10 till the top of the hour. Jason, did you want to add anything? Yes, I did. I wanted okay, to comment on, on what uh, Clinton was asking. Um, I personally uh, have, as one of my medicines that I'm, that I'm going to be getting off of soon, is, is Tegretol. I've been on Tegretol for over 10 years. Um, and I checked the ingredients of Tegretol and I do not see anything that would indicate that it would have caffeine in it. Okay. Um, but there is a possibility with the ingredients in Tegretol that there might be a chemical reaction causing like uh, an energy boost somewhat similar to what, what, what sugar would or something like that. Okay. But there's no caffeine in it whatsoever. Good to know. Good to know. Thank you for that uh, immediate research, Jason. I really appreciate that. And I know Clinton too. Okay, so uh, here we are. Um, we're about, uh, about five till the top of the hour now. I want you all listening today, tomorrow, and into the future to discover more about sleep in general this week at the Sleep Foundation. You'll find the links of the Sleep Foundation and all the resources we spoke of tonight on our Facebook and Google Plus pages, as well as the event invitation page for tonight's Power Radio show. So there you have it, folks. Tonight we have increased our awareness about sleep while expanding our minds. I invite you to follow us at facebook.com slash DF37029 for updates, information, and inspiration. And I invite you also to enjoy tonight's recording on our website at NSDF37029. 
www.thepowerhouse.us during the week. I want you to, to plan to join us again next week and invite all your friends, family, and other connections as together we enjoy another episode of NSDF Power Radio. And oh please, do take notice. We have a Monday night hour of support through Google Hangouts. As you connect with us through our Facebook page, through our Google Plus page, or through our website, we'll get you going. We'll get you going on that list of our favorited people to hang out with us on Monday nights during NSDF Power Hour. Our deepest gratitude tonight goes to all of our loyal listeners and our producer, Spectacular Susan Sherman, our many supporters and partners, and our guests tonight, Jason and Clinton. I want you to keep in mind we have a special request um, for a special member, excuse me, a special member, the family of Tiffany Pihir. I hope I'm saying her last name correctly. She is an ambassador for National Seizure Disorders Foundation. I want you to keep her in your prayers and positive thoughts as they adjust to a new and devastating diagnosis of Dravet syndrome for their young daughter, Lily. So if you've enjoyed tonight's show and wish to be a part of keeping us active, please connect with National Seizure Disorders Foundation and let us know that you're ready to give as a community angel, which is giving less than $100 a month, or a power partner, where it's uh, giving $100 a month or more. One of our staff, maybe me, maybe Jason, maybe one of our wonderful ambassadors, will be with you to discuss the pleasant details and offer you a memorable experience creating a winning solution for everyone. I want to thank you all for joining us tonight from the beautiful state of Tennessee. This is terrific Tanya Heathcote speaking for all the National Seizure Disorders Foundation and Power Radio guests and staff wishing you better health, peace of mind, and the presence of abundant love. Why? because I can think of no better gift to give. Till next week, everyone. Good night. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.